Hello and welcome to the 145 Rural Podcast, where we are here to strengthen music careers and communities one song at a time. And now here's your host, Jacob Wing. Yay! Hey everybody, and we are here today and we are going to talk about how to get that perfect guitar tone. And I'm going to show you the steps to make sure that you can use your favorite instruments that you never think about, and those are your ears. We're going today to walk you through the steps on how to achieve using the tools that you can get and tools that you have at a very, very cheap cost to get that perfect tone that maybe somebody hasn't shown you or it can be a little bit alluding to how this is accomplished, not just putting a microphone in front of a speaker and recording, but using your ears to get the placement exactly where it sounds good, not where you think it's going to sound good by trial and error. So... The first thing that we want to go over is that before you start this process and you're going to chase down that perfect tone and make sure you get it the exact way that you want it to sound, make sure that you have a little bit of context of where you want this tone to sit in the overall mix, the overall place in its song. If it needs to stick out, make sure that you develop that tone to where it's going to move to the front of whatever mix you're doing, whatever the song may be. Those kind of things should all be taken into account before you start this process. That'll save you a lot of heartache later on and it will really bring forward the sound that you really want much faster in a much more complete way. So the first thing that we want to go over when we're talking about this, let's get right into it, is that we want to gather the tools that we need to get this done first. So just being a musician and a guitar player, and I assume at this point if you're clicking on this, you have most of the equipment that you need to accomplish this already on hand, but we're just going to go over it real quick. So obviously the first thing that you're going to have to have is a guitar, an electric guitar, something that plugs in and uses a cable to make you know, an electrified guitar sound. Duh. The second thing that you're going to want is going to be a something that's going to amplify it. Some kind of amp. It doesn't matter if it's a small amp, a big amp. It doesn't matter. That's all you need is something that's going to reproduce the sound that you're making that guitar and play it through a speaker. Again, pretty obvious. The next thing, obviously, to capture that sound is you're going to have to have an audio interface. So this is where we're going to dig a little bit deeper and just go a little bit more into it. If you're at this point, you already figure you have something to record with in your interface that's connected to either a computer, whatever you're using. But there is a little stipulation to using this exact trick. And the only thing you have to have to make this exact system work is you have to have an interface that usually has more than four outputs. And it's not the reason that you need those four outputs. It's that anything that has two outputs almost always only has one left and one right for your monitors. So the problem with that is that you're not getting a line signal to go out, and that's what makes this one work. That's okay, and if you're at the point where you only have something, such as like a a Focusrite 2i2, something like that, it only has two inputs, and it only has the outputs for your headphones, and then, of course, two two monitors if you have them to listen to. That's not a bad thing. You still have have something to record with, which is fantastic. There are so many great videos out there that can show you, you know, what microphone will sound best for your recordings. They'll show you uh, good placement spots. That's not what this is about. This is a little more in-depth, but 
if you need that kind of video, please let me point you uh, anywhere on, on YouTube. But I'm going to say go to Rhett Scholl. He has a fantastic walkthrough on what mics sound the best, how, they, how different mics sound compared to each other. He's fantastic. He's really smart. I'd go there. But that's not what this is. If you have an interface that has at four inputs, then you most likely have outputs on this thing. And I put up a, if you're looking on YouTube, there's a picture on this, of course, showing you what the outputs look like. It's just a, an input, out, looks like an input jack, but just something where the sound can come out of that you can direct audio to go through. So at this point, we've got our guitar, we've got our amp, we've got a, a microphone and a cable to record that sound. And now we have an interface that we can send that sound through. Uh, the other things that you need, of course, are going to be headphones so that we can isolate the sound and hear in our ears as we're listening to the music and make a decision on where the microphone is best placed. And the last two things that you're going to need for this are things that you might not have at this point, but I'm going to put them on screen for you. We're going to go over them really quick, why they're important and what they do. The first thing that you're going to need is a DI box, and that's just a direct input box. Um, on screen right now, I'm putting up a pile direct input box. And basically what this does, is it'll take a signal and just make it a balanced line signal. That's not incredibly important. We won't get into that too deep right now, maybe later. But the important thing about that is that it just takes a signal and makes it to an acceptable level so that you can then move that on down the line to be processed in a different way. So for us, we're going to take it from our interface and that's going to convert it going into our amplifier and give us a nice signal so that we can use that. Um, the other thing is you need a, a different cable to go out of that DI box, which is just a XLR cable, which is like a microphone cable, but the female end going to a what looks like an instrument cable or what's called a TRS one quarter inch instrument cable. So and again, I put that on screen if you need to see that, if you're looking at YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, I will have the links down below to where you can pick those up. The Pile DI uh, box itself is about $19, $20, always in that area. And you can pick up a half-decent uh, switch cable there with the XLR to uh, TRS. Those are usually about $8 or so, give or take. So, you know, for around $30, you can start dialing in your perfect tone and making sure when you record you have the mic exactly perfect that in the audio world when it comes to finding something so perfect that's a fantastic deal you can't beat that hi there and welcome to the ad break we're just going to take a moment to let everybody know about our community of growing members and if you'd like to be a part of that just look at the info below and there will be a click there for an email sign up to join in and get your voice heard as well as you're enjoying this content please join our patreon at patreon.com slash the numbers 145 world there you can join any of our groups and you can add to the discussion of what topics we will choose that will help you and hopefully future members of our groups as well as join monthly q a's and other such benefits again that's patreon.com slash the numbers 145 world and we look forward to seeing you there now back to that regularly scheduled episode and enjoy that content thanks again We've gone over why everything's important and what you need. That's fantastic. We've got the tools assembled. Uh, the next thing that we're going to do here 
is you're going to make sure that, like we said before, you've chose the tone that you want to record. You've played it over and over. You know what it's going to sound like. You've got that down. What we need to do now is to plug your guitar directly in to your interface and make sure that it has a way to take an instrument. There's usually a button on the front of it that will say instrument. You're going to hit that. Um, sometimes it's called line Z or something like that where it's going to tell, it takes the quiet signal of a direct guitar and then it'll lift it a little bit. So you just hit that button, whatever your interface is, make sure that you're getting your guitar directly in, no processing, no effects, nothing, just directly into your interface. And what you're going to do there is you're going to just play the part that you're going to want to record in the future. And it doesn't have to be perfect, but you just want to make sure that you can record the part and make sure that it starts and ends at a good place where you can make a loop out of it. You just want it to be able to play over and over and over again so that you can hear what you're playing later and adjust your mic. So we'll take that part and we'll play it. And I've made some audio examples that we can reference here. So right now I'm just going to play you what I made, just a quick little uh, blurb here, a little riff, a little chord progression, if you will. And we're going to play through that. I'm going to let you listen to that right now. And that's just directly into an interface, just guitar. So let's listen to that. Fantastic. And so we've listened to the clean input on that. And what we're going to do now is we're going to take that out of the audio interface and we're going to use one of those uh, line outputs and, and send it off to our amp. So the next step is to, of course, take that clip that you've recorded and cut off both ends to make sure that's a nice loop and you can just play it back and forth. And you know, if you have whatever audio fans or whatever doll you're using, just make sure it's back to four, back, uh, back to back. If you're copying and pasting, or if you are just playing it on a loop, just that's just fine. Just make sure that it's, it's there. And what you're going to do at this point is we've, we've got it recorded. We're going to send it out, whatever, choose whatever output you have on your DAW and send it out of that. So, uh, put it on the output, send it out. And then here's where that DI box comes in handy. And I've got some audio examples here for you as well. So the first example I want to play you is that if you just sent something from your audio interface, interface using a line output and didn't use a direct input box like we're doing right now, you would get a very nasty, horrible, <laughs> overdriven tone. And I've actually taken some time to show you what that sounds like. So let's take a listen to that. Of course, be be wary. It's going to be a little bit loud. I've, I've toned it down and it's not going to blow up your speakers or your headphones, but you'll be able to hear what that sounds like. So let's take a listen to that right now. Fantastic. So that is what it sounds like when you have a signal coming out of one of your line outputs and going directly into an amp that is not going through a line input and hasn't been filtered down to sound at a, at a or be at a better level to accept that. So now I want to play you that exact same clip coming out of our audio interface, that recording we've done through that direct input box. So we're going to go out of our line output or sorry, our, our line yeah, output. And then we're going to go directly into 
our direct input box. And then we'll go from that direct input box using our female XLR to the TRS one quarter inch instrument cable into our amplifier. And now let's hear what that sounds like. Fantastic. So you can tell the difference now between the one without the direct input box and the one with. There's a huge difference, right? It's fantastic what this little cheap box can do. Now, this technique that I've just shown you is called reamping. And it's a version of reamping that we used all the time. And it was very popular the last uh, 10 years where you would take a tone that maybe somebody either took a direct input while they were recording so they had a backup and maybe they didn't get the best tone that they wanted at the time. So you can go back and fix that later. All right, so now we've got sound coming out of the amp, which is fantastic. The next thing that we can do is with our headphones on, we can play that part we've recorded through the amp and then go over and start moving our microphone around so that you can hear the different parts that sound good. You're going to hear exactly where that microphone is going to hit its sweet spot. So what I've done again is taken that exact part that I've recorded and shared with you and made an audio recording of what it sounds like moving that microphone back and forth. And what you're going to hear is that the microphone starts to move in front of the sound and it gets a little bit dull. You can't really hear it. And then all of a sudden it's going to clean up really nice and get nice and crisp. And you're going to hear that exact tone that I was going for right towards the end there. So you can kind of hear the difference between just putting a microphone in front of a speaker and finding that sweet spot for that perfect tone. And this is referred to as getting the the uh, sound right at the source. They're getting the recording right at the source instead of going back later and fixing everything with EQs and different plugins or different sort of things like that. Getting it done right beforehand is one of the biggest keys to getting that top end professional sound that makes all the difference in the world. So let's take a listen to that, that sound bite we have of that and see what that sounds like. Fantastic. So as you heard in the beginning, like I was saying, it's it's pretty rough. You can hear it moving around. There's things that aren't quite there yet. And then all of a sudden you just it comes into to complete focus and you just nail it. And this one trick makes all the difference between uh, an amateurish. I'll just take it sound and then you just go with it, which is it's fine. And it's part of, of learning. But once you get to this step and you feel that like you're at that level, this can really make a big difference. Now, the other thing that I want to tell you is that you just went to a, a lot of trouble to find the sweet spot on your amp and with this microphone. Um, instead of having to do this every single time, I would take some masking tape. I like to use gaffer tape or painter's tape and just put that on the face of the amplifier and make a little square. 
you know, just right there, right, right where that sweet spot was. And you're going to place that microphone and then you'll never have that problem again. You'll just come in you say, here's my sweet spot. Bam, let's go ready to record. I know the spot. I don't have to do this. All these steps again, it's just a one-time thing. And then you already know that spot. And especially if you're doing a lot of recording or you have multiple tracks, you're going to be doing multiple uh, takes on your guitar. You're going to be using, this is going to save you so much time. It's just that little extra step making sure you know where that sweet spot is. So, um, I hope this helps you out. I hope this really helps you take that next step to finding a better and greater sound for yourself. It really opened up my world and my ears to how good recordings can be, especially at home or in, in a small environment. It really makes a big difference. So I hope this helped. Uh, right over here, we're going to have a nice little video for you if you're just going into the studio. It's our studio prep video to give you a nice little rundown and how to get ready for that. But we have other videos you can take a look at too. So uh, if this helped you at all, please give us a like, give us a subscribe. We're starting to really see things grow and we want you to be part of that and it really helps. So thank you guys so much. Until the next one, have a good one. Bye.